Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Seerah, and much more. Inshallah, today we will continue uh, the talk that we, were, we had last week about the Fatah Makkah or the conquest of Makkah. We'll, uh, we'll do the part two of this, that, uh, that series of talk, inshallah. Um, so we talked about until Rasulullah he entered into Kaaba and he uh, started uh, destroying all the false gods or the statues that were. Uh, that were there, and uh, he entered inside the Kaaba as well. And uh, there were some of the pictures or depicted pictures of Ibrahim and Ismail were there as well. Uh, and there were uh, other statues besides that. They were all, all together about 360 statues that were there. And then Rasulullah uh, he was asked by actually, according to some of the reports by Ali and by other reports talked about by Abbas, to the key of the Kaaba be given to them, and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked for Uthman bin Talha, uh, an, and he gave the key to Uthman, and he told him that this is for him uh, uh, until the day of judgment, uh, unless uh, a tyrant ruler would take away from him. But uh, th- 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 that was given to him and his family for until the day of judgment. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he uh, addressed the people, and uh, uh, and he forgave. Uh, uh, all the people, uh, as the, the ayah of Surah Yusuf, when Rasulullah sallallahu recited that, that says, "Qal la tafriib alaykum al-yom, yaqfirullahu lakum, wahuwa arhamur rahimin." I speak to you in the same words as Yusuf alayhi spoke uh, to his brothers, and no reproach on you this day. And uh, then uh, uh, there were following incidents were like this: the Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when the time for salah came, he asked Bilal radiyallahu an to give the adhan from the uh, from the roof of the Kaaba, and Bilal uh, he climbed the roof of the Kaaba and he gave the adhan. And while he was giving the adhan, uh, uh, there were three people: Sufyan, uh, uh, Abu Sufyan, uh, who was uh, who already had become a Muslim at that time, and he was with Aitab uh, bin Usaid uh, and uh, Al Harith uh, bin Hisham. And uh, while Bilal an, as we are aware of, he was uh, from Habasha, he was uh, he, 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 he was uh, a slave, uh, Sayyidina Bilal an, and uh, after he became Muslim, uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq an, he, he freed him, he bought from Umayyah bin Khalf and he freed him. Now, we have talked about uh, how the life of Bilal was when he was, uh, he was, a, he was a slave prior to Islam and he, after after he became Muslim, uh, and he went through a lot of difficult times. But now, the very same Bilal who was a slave from Habasha, now we refer to him as our uh, Sayyidina, one of our leaders. And uh, uh, we, uh, when he climbed the roof of the Kaaba, for the people like Abu Sufyan, Al-Harith bin Hisham, and Aitab bin Usaid, for them, uh, Abu Sufyan actually did not say anything, but uh, the other two, they were, uh, they did not like 
uh, an ex-slave or from a Habasha, a black slave, uh, climbing to the roof of the Kaaba and giving the call for the Salah. And Aitab uh, ibn Sayyid said a statement. And uh, he said like this, that Allah has honored Usaid, his father, that having not heard such words, else he would have uh, hated, uh, detested the, the words that he was uh, hearing at that time. Meaning, uh, Allah was, uh, was raised from the roof of the Kaaba and uh, it was Abilab actually the one who was doing that. So for him that was uh, embarrassment from his perspective. And uh, Al-Haris bin Hisham, his statement was different. He said if he finds out that it is true, then he will follow it. While Abu Sufyan, uh, he, he said if I say anything, then even the particles of the sand, they will become witness against me. So he was aware of that. That Rasulullah Allah knows what the statements they're making, and uh, Rasulullah may find out through the wahi that uh, Rasulullah that uh, what Abu uh, Sufyan said. Now, when then Rasulullah approached him, and uh, because he was told through the wahi that this conversation that was happening between the three, and uh, uh, he spoke to them. When he told the words, because he repeated what Aitab uh, and Harith and Abu Sufyan were saying. So Al-Harith uh, and Aitab right away, they uh, they actually were surprised uh, because they knew that nobody were, uh, was aware of the conversation they were having. If Rasulullah have found out the, the, the words that they used and the statements they made, then he must be a prophet. And they uh, he, and he said like that, what, uh, one of them said that we swear by Allah that none had been with us to inform you. Uh, because of that, they realized that Rasulullah was a prophet of Allah and they entered into the folds of Islam. Now, uh, uh, after that, Rasulullah actually uh, ordered uh, for uh, some of the reports talk about about nine people, other talks about twelve, and some talk about fourteen people. Uh, and uh, these were the one whose blood was made halal on that day. And uh, one of the hadith which is uh, reported by uh, Sunan Nisai, and that talks about uh, hadith talks about those people. Uqtuluhum wa in mutaalliqina bi astar al-Kaaba. Meaning, kill them if you find them even they are hanging with the curtains of the Kaaba. Uh, and uh, uh, we were uh, of the Muslims were very, very well aware of that bloodshedding. Uh, in the haram is uh, is not allowed, uh, but this was the sa'a, This was the time for a small period of time, and we'll talk about that. Allah Azza wa Jal made this halal for Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to uh, shed the blood. Uh, otherwise, it is not allowed. And even Muslims, as well, uh, and as well as the, the kuffar and the mushrikeen, they were aware of that. That it is not allowed, and they were also used to be very careful about that. So, uh, and the, the people who were ordered to be killed, uh, were one of them was Abdullah bin, uh, uh, bin Khattab. And uh, he is the one who was caught actually, uh, literally, uh, hang, uh, he was uh, holding the curtain of the Kaaba. And uh, Rasulullah, uh, uh, and, and the Sahaba asked Rasulullah about him, that this is how they found him, and Rasulullah ordered him, he should be killed. And he was killed. So the the people who were told to be killed out of those nine, according to one of the reports, only four of them were killed. Out of the, uh, the other five were given uh, amnesty, and uh, they became Muslim actually. Now, 
the other person about whom Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam commanded uh, to be killed also among those nine was Abdullah bin Sa'ad bin Abi Barah. And Uthman bin Affan radiallahu an, he requested uh, him to be pardoned. Uh, and he became a Muslim. And uh, his story was that he was actually, uh, he was a Muslim. And then he became a murtad or apostate. And he ran, ran away from Mecca. Uh, but when he uh, when Fatah Mecca happened, or conquest of Mecca happened, his name was included because that was a punishment for the uh, for the murtad. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu uh, actually when he came with Uthman, uh, Uthman asked for the pardon, Rasulullah sallallahu uh, forgave him and he became a Muslim and according to the reports he became a good Muslim until uh, until the end. Uh, other person about whom Rasulullah sallallahu ordered was Akrama bin Abi Jahl. And Akrama, uh, as we talked about, there was some, last week we talked about a little bit, there were some uh, encounters did happen with uh, Khalid bin Walid. There was some blood was shed. About twelve of the of uh, the mushrikeen were killed, and two of the Muslims uh, were martyred uh, in uh, in the uh, in the Battle of Hamdama, if you want to call it. Uh, and uh, Akrama uh, he ran away, and he ran away in a in a manner that uh, he he went towards he ran towards the Yemen, and according to the hadith uh, reported by Sunan uh, Sunan Nasai. That says the Akrama, he was traveling on the sea and he was caught in a storm. Now, the people who were with him, the crew members of the ship, they said, uh, turn sincerely towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, for, for your false gods cannot help you at all in this situation. Akrama said, by Allah, if nothing come to save me at sea except sincerity towards Allah, then nothing else will save me on the land. So he said, oh Allah, I promise you, that if you save me from this uh, difficulty, I will go to Muhammad and put my hand in it, and I am sure that I will find him generous and forgiving. So he came back and uh, uh, he accepted Islam. Rasulullah forgave him. According to one of the reports, that his wife went to Rasulullah and asked for forgiveness for uh, uh, Akrama radiallahu an and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he forgave him and he came to Rasulullah sallallahu and he uh, became Muslim and he was uh, one of the strongest Muslims later on uh, the fourth person which is mentioned uh, in, in the hadith and the different uh, books of the uh, tariq of the history was uh, Miqyas bin uh, uh, Subada and uh, he was killed by Numayla bin Abdullah the story of Miqyas was he was also a Muslim but he killed one of the Ansari, one of the, the helpers in Medina, and then he became a Murtad, he became a pastor, and ran back to Mushrikeen. So he was killed by Numayla bin Abdullah. Uh, the fifth person was Harith bin Nufail. Uh, he used to torture Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and uh, he was killed by Ali radiallahu anhu. Sixth person that was ordered was Habbar, was Habbar bin Aswad. And uh, he is the man who actually hurt or punched uh, Zainab radiallahu anha, the daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, while she was trying to migrate to Medina. And uh, she was actually pregnant at that time. And because of the way he punched, she fell off of her uh, how that the carrier did normally put on top of the, the camel. She fell off of it and, uh, and she had a miscarriage. Uh, and uh, on the day of the Fatah Hakka, he ran away, uh, and uh, 
while he ran away, he became a Muslim, and then he continued to be a good Muslim, and Rasulullah sallallahu uh, forgave him because uh, once a person, uh, according to the hadith of Rasulullah, once you enter into folds of Islam, all the previous sins are forgiven. So he became a Muslim and uh, uh, his, his, whatever he did in the past was forgiven. Okay, now, uh, number seven was uh, <coughs> uh, was, was the name of the person Abdullah. And uh, in a, uh, he, uh, uh, when he was angry, he killed one of the Ansari slaves. And uh, uh, and uh, and he joined, and then he he ran away, on he, and he he joined the Arabs, uh, the Mushrikeen as well, and he became Murtad uh, apostate. But he never repented uh, repented of uh, the, this crime, and uh, he was uh, killed as well. Uh, the other uh, two, the they were ordered were uh, there were two female slaves of Ibn Khattab. Uh, and uh, one of them was killed while the other one uh, asked for forgiveness for asked for a man and she she became a muslima and uh, her, her life was saved as well and uh, another story talks about the uh, uh, and one woman a singer were went uh, were put to death as well now there are other uh, riwayat that talks about uh, which is reported by ibn uh, ibn hajar uh, asqalani in his book fath al-bari and uh, he mentions that uh, uh, Abu Ma'shar has mentioned that Talal Khuzayi uh, uh, was also killed by Ali radiallahu an. And uh, Imam Hakim mentions about Ka'ab bin uh, Zuhair. That uh, including Ka'ab bin Zuhair, uh, uh, Ka'ab was a famous, he was famous that he became a Muslim later on though. So he was also included, but he became Muslim later on, so he was uh, also pardoned. Uh, other two names mentioned are about the Wahshi. The one who killed uh, Hamza radiallahu an, the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and the Hind. Hind is the one who hired uh, Wahshi, and uh, Wahshi, uh, uh, when he killed Hamza, right away he left because for him that was the only purpose because he wanted to get the freedom. Uh, that's what uh, Hind uh, promised, and Hind is the one who chewed the liver of uh, Hamza radiallahu an. Uh, and uh, both of them were actually given uh, pardon as well. They came and they became Muslim. Both of them became Muslim as well. Some of the reports talk about that uh, there were two more women of uh, female slave Ibn Khattal, which were uh, uh, one name was Arnab that was killed, and another one was Um Saad. Uh, and uh, there's a there's some Ibn Ishaq discusses that, and he mentions that they may be the, the same two that were mentioned by by the Hadith as well. It's just in the other report the names are mentioned. Now. Uh, so th- th- this was a story about the people about whom Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he commanded that they should be killed even if they are found uh, hanging to the curtain of, uh, curtain of the Kaaba. But Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, his uh, we can see uh, how merciful he was, and uh, even his own daughters, uh, the one who uh, caused a miscarriage to uh, Zainab radiallahu anha, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu forgave uh, him as well. Uh, when he became a Muslim. Okay. Uh, other uh, two incidents that happened uh, uh, during this Fatah uh, Makkah days was uh, there were two uh, enemies of Islam the, uh, in the Jahiliyyah were uh, Safwan bin Umayyah and Fadala bin Umayyah. And uh, Safwan, even though Rasulullah did not command him to be killed, he was not among the people that were ordered to be killed, but he was a big leader among the Quraysh, among the Meccans. 
and so hence just because he was a leader he just ran away uh, umair bin uh, wahab uh, an, he went to rasulullah and he asked for uh, amnesty for sufwan uh, uh, and uh, rasulullah gave him the, the amnesty and also he gave his amana to take it with him so uh, when he entered back in mecca uh, uh, then he will, people would know that he is protected now, uh, Umair went to Safwan and he was trying to run away towards Yemen as well. He wanted to get on the sea and go towards Yemen. And Umair came, uh, uh, he brought him back. And uh, when he came to Rasulullah, he asked for, uh, for two more months uh, to think. Or, uh, and Rasulullah said, You have four months. And after that, Safwan became a Muslim. And his wife was already a Muslim. Uh, and Rasulullah left him uh, in his uh, uh, aqad, the, the marriage contract that he already had, and the ahkam that are revealed from that as well, and uh, we can think of living uh, in the West where uh, there are people who enter into forms of Islam uh, compared to living in a Muslim land, which are all Muslims already. Uh, but if we're talking about uh, here, for example, there are families in which, for example, uh, a woman can become a Muslim, okay, to accept Islam, and now the husband was not a Muslim, so in general, in Islam, it is not allowed for a Muslim woman to be married to a non-Muslim. So uh, in this case, there is some time is given to the, the man if he enters into force of Islam, then he can continue to be married to the same woman. Otherwise, then the woman uh, has to separate from, from the husband. Now, other person was the Fudala, as I mentioned, uh, Fudala bin Umayr. Now, he is uh, a person, when Rasulullah was making the tawaf, uh, uh, he tried to kill Rasulullah uh, But when it was intended to kill Rasulullah told him what was in his heart. And when he when he heard from Rasulullah he right away became a Muslim as well. Now, on the second day of the Fath Makkah, the conquest of the Makkah, Rasulullah he, uh, he stood up and addressed the people about the matters relating to the uh, sanctuary of the Mecca, meaning the 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 the, the, the about the Haram that uh, he mentioned that for after praising Allah Azza wa Jal, he said that uh, Mecca was holy land, uh, is a sacred land and would remain to uh, uh, until the day of judgment. No bloodshed was allowed therein. Should uh, and then he mentioned about when the Sallallahu was uh, allowed to do the bloodshed. He said, uh, should anyone take the liberty of fighting within Mecca on grounds derived from the events that characterize the conquest, which is the Fatah Makkah, he should remember it had been a, a, a permission granted temporarily to Rasulullah virtually does not go for others. So it was only for Rasulullah Allah Azza wa Jal, he allowed it for uh, a small period of time. And uh, then uh, other part that Rasulullah mentioned, which is reported by one of the hadith uh, by Ibn Abbas radiallahu an. And that says that uh, Rasulullah mentioned that uh, it was legal for me for a few hours of a day. It is not allowed to uproot its, and then it goes about it's not allowed to uproot its shrubs and cut its trees or to chase or, or, or disturb its game, uh, talking about hunting, or to pick up its lukta. Lukta is uh, uh, when you find something somebody has dropped. Then there are ahkam about the lukta, which is uh, you are uh, you are supposed to announce among the people for a year 
and if you don't find the owner, then uh, you can get the benefit out of it. Um, so the, uh, in the fiqh books uh, that talks uh, in detail about what the luqta is. But anyway, the hadith goes, uh, or to pick up its luqta, except by a person who would announce that he has found publicly. And Abbas said, and Rasulullah, or Allah's messenger, except al-idkhir. Idkhir uh, is a kind of a grass, uh, for it is used by our goldsmiths and for our graves. Rasulullah then said, except al-idkhir. And Akrama said, uh, do you know what chasing or disturbing the game means? It means driving it out of the shade of, uh, to occupy its place. So that's what it means by, uh, it meant by uh, chasing or disturbing the game. Okay. Uh, while this uh, all was going on, one of the person from uh, Banu Khuza'a, if you remember the whole, perp, uh, the thing that triggered the Fatah Mecca or the conquest of Mecca was the fight between uh, uh, Banu Khuza'a and uh, Banu Bakr. Banu Bakr killed uh, men of uh, Banu Khuza'a. Now, uh, one of the, uh, the, the the person from Banu Khuza'a, uh, out of revenge, he went ahead and he killed one of the, the, the tribesmen uh, of Banu Layth. And uh, Rasulullah he mentioned and he said uh, and ordered the Khuza'a to stop these uh, pre-Islamic uh, practices. He moreover gave the family the, the diya or the blood money uh, who was killed? Uh, 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 who was killed by Banu Khuza? And uh, he said, like he moreover gave the family of any killed the right to consider either of two options: blood money or just uh, just retribution, which is to to be killed. Now, uh, now when uh, all this was uh, was over, uh, the Ansar from from the Medina, they thought of it that now Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was in his. Uh, uh, in his uh, uh, in his city, went back to Mecca, and they had the fear. Of now Rasulullah will leave Medina and he will stay with his people, and uh, and they raised this very same concern that they had or the fear that they had. And Rasulullah immediately uh, clarified this their fear and assured them that he had lived with them and he would die with them. And Rasulullah fulfilled his words. Of course, Rasulullah Okay, uh, and then the, uh, after that, Rasulullah Sallallahu uh, went to the Mount of Safa and he, uh, people from, from the, from, from the Mushrikeen who were kuffar, they uh, came to Rasulullah Sallallahu they accepted Islam. They started coming uh, in groups, men and women, they came and uh, they were giving the ba'ah to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about certain things as well. And uh, there is a, uh, there's an inter- inter- interesting story about uh, uh, about the hen, the, the wife of uh, uh, wife of Abu Sufyan. When she came, because uh, uh, the, the, what happened with her was she came in a disguise because she uh, she knew what she did and kind of stuff she uh, was doing against uh, against Islam and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and she was one of the people who caused the the, uh, the martyrdom of uh, Hamza radiallahu an. She came in disguise and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was taking the ba'a and he, he was telling them to uh, uh, not, uh, not to make partners with anybody with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also he, he was taking some ba'a about certain things like for example he says uh, that, that you will not steal and Abu Sufyan's wife uh, she said to Rasulullah sallallahu that my husband he's uh, Abu Sufyan is stingy uh, is Bukhil. Uh, he, uh, he does not spend enough for the family. Can I take uh, to fulfill our needs? Uh, and uh, Abu Sufyan was there. 
he heard what uh, Hen said and uh, he said that uh, he will allow her to take whatever she, uh, she wants. Rasulullah also allowed her to take um, uh, money from Abu Sufyan's, uh, uh, for example, the pockets or whatever it was. And uh, there are ahkam regarding that as well, of course, if the husband is not taking care of the wife, uh, of the, the necessities that was supposed to be taken care of by, and he is well off, then she is allowed to take the things which are enough for her needs, not for uh, just stealing for the sake of stealing. Uh, again, this is a faqih thing, uh, it can be discussed some other time, inshallah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Rasulullah was talking about other things, and he mentioned about, for example, uh, not to kill your uh, children. And upon which uh, uh, she said, uh, uh, she her response was, "You are the one who killed our children." She was referring to Hanzala bin Abi Sufyan, who was killed on uh, on the day of the Badr. And uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam started smiling, and uh, Umar started laughing for what she said. And Rasulullah, by the way, recognized it was Hind at that time, the first time when she started talking about stealing or taking away money from her husband. So uh, Rasulullah started laughing and uh, so was Umar was laughing because the way she was talking and she, they are the one who came to fight Rasulullah and he was killed and she was kind of saying that they, uh, that uh, they, they are not the ones out there to kill their own children. Uh, so uh, then Rasulullah said that they will not commit, the women will not commit zina and her response was uh, how can a free woman commit zina? Uh, meaning that was not a norm even among the mushrikeen. And then Rasulullah was talking about akhlaq, uh, good, good akhlaq and all those things. And uh, that, that uh, actually made Hind uh, think about it and she accepted Islam. And uh, she went back to her house and she destroyed her idol and she said that these are false gods and uh, she, she became a Muslim. Now, <clears throat> after that Rasulullah wasallam, he stayed in Mecca for uh, about 19 days and during this time, he was teaching uh, the people about Islam and uh, he ordered Abu Sayyid al-Khuzai to restore the, 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 the pillars of the Kaaba as well. And uh, he made sure that people understand uh, the teachings of Islam. And after those 19 days that he spent there, he, uh, uh, he started sending some of the, uh, some of the, uh, some of the platoons, some of the battalions for different places. Uh, to uh, spread Islam around the area and uh, at that time uh, most of the uh, Arabian Peninsula came into the folds of Islam. And inshallah, uh, next week we will talk about uh, those expeditions that happened after Fatah Makkah. Uh, we will stop uh, here about the topic of Fatah Makkah and inshallah if there is any questions or comments about the subject covered today, I will inshallah, try to answer the questions. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.